Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Truth Be Told. It's Marriage Monday. This is Christy. I'm with my husband, JP. Hi, guys. So tonight we are talking about why should we even get married in the first place? And um, when we were looking at this topic, I know JP did a little search to see what came up. JP, you want to share? Lala was bad. There was more reasons not to than to, and I think that's concerning. Hopefully, you know, with God's guidance here, or, well, let's, let me say it better. With his leadership, we can uh, give you some rock-solid reasons why it is marriage is good. You know, I was doing some reading and research today, and I found that marriage was the clearest picture of Christ's love. And it's a model for our children, the church, and the world. And people should be able to see that, and that should be able to draw them into Christ because they see that love in the marriage. And it should just be a testament to everyone. In Ephesians chapter 5, it touches on the fact that as it goes through the different things of what a marriage should be, it ends with basically, and I believe it's around verse 32, where we are, the marriage is modeling Christ's covenant with the church. And when you talk about that, that's neat that you brought that up because I had notes that said, I just brought, brings tears to my eyes actually that you even brought that up because I wasn't even going to talk about this, but that God established marriage as a covenant, not a contract. And Malachi 2.14 talks about that. And then Proverbs 2.16 to 17, it just talks about why that's important. But I kind of made some notes of what the difference between a covenant and a contract is. So just three little things on that. So a covenant would be, you know, trust, where a contract would be distrust. You know, that's why you would draw up a contract. Um, a covenant, number two, I put unlimited responsibility. And then a contract would be limited liability. And then a covenant would be cannot be broken. And then a contract can be void by consent. Yeah. Um, this The idea of a covenant goes clear back to when Abraham and God, God made a covenant with Abraham. Uh that he would, you know, all, all, well, the Abrahamic covenant, if you go back in the Old Testament and read it, how that, you know, that he would be many people from that, that we all kind of stem from that. It's just amazing that, and God could only swear on himself because there's no, nothing higher than that. Yeah, a covenant has a much higher and, I guess, more pure meaning than a contract. Absolutely. There would be a good difference between... Uh, Getting married as a non-believer and getting married as a believer, it carries so much more weight. I, I think with Scripture, you can see it just carries so much more weight because you're making a, a, a bounding covenant with each other in front of God. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a much more uh, official than just, hey, yeah, you want to? Yeah, I do. You do, yeah. And maybe you say the words, but it's what's in your heart. Do you really mean it? I don't think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And then, well, that takes us back to when we talked a little bit about last week. If you're not going to take those vows seriously, then you're more apt to not, to, to just think about an easy way out. Yes. And we're always going to come back to this. Not that you and I have figured out. I mean, we're bumbling and stumbling. We're bumbling and stumbling trying to get this together as we're talking to you. <laughs> uh, this is take three. Hopefully it works. Um, just being real with you guys. It, when we tried to go about a relationship with each other because I loved her and she loved me and went our own, the world's way, so to speak, with it, it was a colossal mess, and we left, you know, carnage wherever we went. And later, you know, we get married, we become believers, we get married, and do things God's way, and man, profoundly better, mm-hmm. profoundly better. And Jude one twenty one was talks about how you just always stay within your boundaries, and wouldn't life be great if we did that? That goes back to what you were saying, how we started off, and just not staying in God's will. Well, thankfully, the good Lord above knows I'm a bumbling, stumbling fool. I mean, each and every moment. I, 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 if, I, if there's a way to mess it up, I usually find it. Uh, so I'm glad that God uses cracked pots so his light can shine through. I'm certainly that. And... Um, but he has blessed us so profoundly over our marriage. I, I, I can't even begin to, you know, uh, touch on it and just doing things God's way and keep him the center. When I think about how much we've been blessed, that just fills me with joy. And you're talking about feelings. You know, you go on feelings. You said something there that made me think about that. You know, we... You can't always, once you are united and you're married together, sometimes your feelings are going to betray you. Would you agree with that? No. no, no. <laughs> I don't even have those. So I don't even know. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, of course they will. And, you know, we're going to get into what is love a little bit in the future podcast. Maybe next week. We'll see. Uh, we thought that was going to be this week, but, uh, you know, the good Lord had different plans. Um but yeah, feelings are fleeting. I like that uh, statement I've heard before. Feelings are fleeting. Right. Right. And um, did you have any anything else to add to some of the things that we spoke about there? Well, I think you hit right on the covenant. I think that was the huge piece of it. And you know that our marriage is a reflection of God's in Christ's relationship with the church. And, wow, that's quite a responsibility if you, <laughs> if you look at it that way. And it also gives us like insight into what uh, a relationship should be like with our helpmate, you know, with each other. Um, because Christ's sacrificial love, I mean, that's one of the first things I think of with Jesus sacrificial love he came and lived and died and was rose again for us you know to take the punishment from God because he's a just God so that we may have eternal life so if we live in such a way towards our spouse towards others 
Right, that's just, just, that's powerful stuff. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to, I believe we touched on this a little bit last week too, and we probably will in the weeks to come, is, (laughs) I'm lost for words for a minute, so forgive me, but um, something that you said there made me think, and I and I just forgot what it was. I'm sorry. Well, hey, again, back to the fact that we are uh, definitely not claiming to be resident experts. We actually maybe even lose our transpons. We go. <laughs> I'm glad it was her, not me. You know, not that we're comparing notes, but uh, no. I, again, keeping crisis center that builds. I, I think you can. Pro- I'm a big. Uh, Everything's got an order, ex-military, that just kind of comes out in me. But everything's got an order. So if God is the center, God is first, then your second priority is your spouse above everything else. Your third priority is then your children, if you're blessed with children. It's hard for moms. I know. Hey, just <laughs> and, be... And I don't mean to just be... No, you need to throw that out there. ...crazy about that, because I'm sure maybe it is hard for dads too, but sometimes as moms, we just put our children above our spouse. It happens. This would be a prime example of going back to God being the center and why it's important to have that because I can remember reflecting back when our kids were little and don't get me wrong, man, the greatest, I feel like the greatest duty I've ever been called to do is be a dad and what an awesome, cool responsibility the Lord gifted me with. But, I can remember thinking back, you know, 1996 was when our daughter was born, 98 was when our son was born. Somewhere in that time frame, I'm projecting forward to like 2016 when our youngest son would graduate high school. I'm playing it in my mind. I'm like, um, does this mean, okay, JP? I'll see you in 2016. I'm raising these kids right now. I got no time for you. And this is just being real. I'm like, no. I mean, come on. You, you got to give me some attention too. So, you know, we didn't sit down and figure that out beforehand, right? No, it's funny because this is the first time hearing of it and it's 2020. <laughs> <laughs> but now that's not true because I can remember being frustrated with it. And then finally, oh, Duh, genius, share it with your uh, spouse, and I did. And that's when it, I mean, it changed. I became not the priority again, but a priority. Because like she said, with mothers, you can definitely just like, the husband can disappear. (laughs) And I shouldn't say all, that's just me personally. That's just how I was. It's just easy to do that. You focus in on your kids and it can just be second. And we try to, as JP said, you know, he brings that to me early on and then try to instill that in our own children as they grow. How important that is to make God first and your marriage second. And I think what we did try to show them that throughout the years. And for us women, I think it's important that our husbands, they are simple. We try to make it so difficult sometimes. <laughs> They're so simple. And they just want two things. They want to feel needed and wanted by us. And I think that I can say that they want to please us. So if we can make them feel needed and wanted, which goes back into them being number two, 
behind God, then it takes care of so many other, (laughs) everything else will fall into place so much better if we can do those two things, just speaking from a woman's point of view. Yeah, guys like to win. We we want to know what we need to do, how we can fix it. Those things that they're big, and I hope if you talk to either one of our adult children, they would tell you that they knew that they were loved by both Christy and I. I mean, tremendously. But at the same time, I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure they'd tell you that we had a love for God first. And then I'm pre- almost just as confident that they would say that we had love for each other first. That maybe from time to time they forgot that. <laughs> but I can remember one time just very vividly as one of those uh, transition moments. Our youngest is going off to college. And we're dropping him off. Everything's good. I, we haven't said anything, but I'd planned the weekend getaway for my wife. And we I. had never did that. Yeah, we just didn't do it. We had never did it. Outside of any time we had a getaway, it was around the children's events Yeah, growing up. So it wasn't like we went away with each other while they were growing up. We just prioritized each other in, okay, the kids are in bed. We're going to give each other a half hour. Or, hey, you know, we we need some time together, so we're going to go out on a date for a couple hours this evening. Those type of things. It wasn't like, okay, we're going away for this amount of time or that amount of time. But we did that, and we dropped our son off, and he's like, okay, you know, I hope you guys are, you know, kind of like, especially his mom, I hope you're all right. And, of course, there was tears and all that stuff. But then it was like, yeah, we're good, man. See ya. What are you guys doing? Well, we're getting ready to go catch a flight, you know? (laughs) Almost felt guilty. (laughs) She did. I did not at all. Um you know, I think we shocked both of them by having our little getaway, but that, that is so important. And you know, there's so many times that throughout our marriage, sometimes you are away from each other, sometimes extended periods longer than others because of work or different things. You know, you coached over the years, and I think that that intimate connection in marriage doesn't matter if you're a thousand miles apart, you come back together and you just don't miss a beat. And that's just that beautiful connection that you have with one another. And, you know, we're talking about kids because that's what came to my mind when you were, and I'm sorry I interrupted you because you were going down the list, but, you know, work is so easy to do for a man and a woman, you know, um, just to disconnect, completely disconnect and not have work, um, just take over And before you know it, that spouse is down the list. Certainly. You can insert other thing here, and it can quickly become before your mate. And that's, man, I I can't look, I I don't look back a bit and say, man, I wish I'd have worked more, or I wish I'd have did this more than spend time with you. I mean, that's you know, the priority. Now, sometimes with that spending time, I need to go get some more solitude with uh, God, you know, and get aggravated a little too easy sometimes. Nothing to do with you, more to do with, you know, the inner things that I fight myself. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, 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 that's in jest, you know. I'm, I'm half joking, but you know that to be true of me too. <laughs> self identifying <laughs> 
Well, in Genesis two twenty four, you know, marriage was the first human institution established by God. And so I, I don't think that I had stated that. I think that was no. in I think that was our take, take two. two. <laughs> yeah, take two. <laughs> I stated that so I had that written down because yeah. I thought that that was just a beautiful verse to show that um just as you said to piggyback off of it is a reflection marriage is that reflection of Christ and his church and it's just beautiful yeah it, it really is it, you know i like also in genesis 2 verse 18 it's not good for man to be alone i you know i i can appreciate that certainly i am thankful to have you around and to put up with me because I'm, <laughs> I'm a handful <laughs> Thank you for joining us this evening. Do you have anything else, JP? Hey, just, you know, why why get married? There's so many advantages. I, we didn't even hit on them all. You know, the biblical model of, of marriage is in Ephesians 5. It's also in other places of the Bible as well. Um, just, and we're going to get into it in a future week, too, about what's love and just... I mean, it's just a beautiful thing, and, you know, it's so much more than the physical part, but it also touches on the physical part within the physical confines of marriage where you can join together as one flesh, and you're eliminating all those other ugly things that come into play when you're with multiple partners and multiple people. It just... Gets ugly. Yeah, it gets real ugly and sticky. And it's so much more than the flesh. It's spiritual entanglements, too. That's why sexual sins are particularly um, hard to get out from under. Um, and marriage helps solve all of that, you know, and, and so much more. It's just God, what a gift God has given us with marriage. He really has. And I, I just I want to praise him and thank him for that. But no, that's... That's really all I have. I think we've hit it good for this week. Maybe we'll dive into love next week. Thank you for joining us, and we hope that you will come visit us again on Wednesday when we talk about Wednesday in the Word. Yeah, hey, Wednesday's with the Word, and you know, every time we, we're coming to you guys, we're going to tackle various topics all from a biblical perspective. Be blessed.